1: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Friday, August 27th version of the Daily Hammer. I am not your typical host, Sean Coleman. My name is Brad Rowland. I am one of the hosts of the Talking Chop podcast. Sean is just off today, so have no fear. You'll have Sean back next week, but lots to get to on the Daily Hammer. Thanks, for as always, for joining us on the podcast. If you're a new listener, please subscribe to the show and check out also the TC podcast as well as the Road to Atlanta podcast on this same feed. Obviously, the Braves have not played in two days, so a little bit less to get into on the Atlanta side. And that's, of course, bizarre (laughs) that they haven't played in two days. But still plenty to monitor, and we'll start with the National League East, and particularly the Mets and the Phillies. Uh, In on-brand fashion, and I know Braves fans appreciate this, the Mets and Phillies both lost again on Thursday evening. The Mets lost to the Giants. And New York is now 2-11 in their last 13 games. The Mets now trail the Braves by 7.5 games in the standings. Even with Atlanta not, not playing a uh, game since Tuesday and not winning a game since Sunday, they have built their lead. That's, of course, very helpful for the home team. But the Mets are in free fall, as they have been for quite some time now. Again, 2-11 and in their last 13 games. Brutal from the Mets. And then the Phillies also lost. This is their third straight loss and another defeat at the hands of a very bad Diamondbacks team. They almost pulled off a miracle actually in the ninth inning. They scored five runs on the ninth, but it was not quite enough to overcome the Diamondbacks. And now the Braves lead in the national east by five and a half games. Again, without without playing in two days and without winning in four days. Philadelphia is now under five hundred again for the season. Pretty brutal there. And even beyond the stats and the standings, the Phillies had a bad day at the office because Reese Hoskins, one of their better players, is now going to be out for the season. Um, Hoskins obviously is a flawed guy, if you know anything about him, but someone who has a lot of power and honestly, he's been their second best hitter this year behind Bryce Harper. So that's a real loss for the Phillies. Braves fans uh, can sort of take solace in Philadelphia falling away, but the projections as they update still have the Braves in the mid to high 80s percents to win the division at this point in time, and the lead somehow grows despite not playing and, again, (laughs) not winning in a few days. So, uh, all in all, a good night at the office for the Braves on Thursday. Um, With that said, we'll look ahead to the weekend, and the Braves will be taking on the Giants in a pretty interesting series in a lot of ways Again, a bizarre situation. I'm sure people have been following this, and I talked about it a little bit on Sunday, along with Scott Coleman on the Talking Chop podcast, but this is the first time the Braves have not played on back-to-back days in scheduled fashion in more than 30 years. Uh, Definitely one of those weird scheduling quirks with wanting to have the Yankees play an evening game, and there was uh, plenty of discussion about that this week, but uh, as such, it's kind of a strange period, but the Braves got, I guess, a time to rest and prepare for the weekend series against the Giants. And they're going to need all of that rest because the Giants are awesome this year, quite frankly. Um, they've won five in a row, including the win over the Mets on Thursday and the sweep over the Mets, actually. And the Giants have won 14 of their last 17 games. For the season, San Francisco is 83-44. and That is the best record in all of Major League Baseball. And while the Giants, we're they we're, were not supposed to be terrible this year by any means, this is definitely a surprise. The Giants... Being better than the Dodgers, uh, being a lot better than the Padres, is a definite surprise. I don't think anyone projected San Francisco to be quite this good this year, but they've been awesome in one-run games. They have the best record in the entire league in close games this year. So uh, not sure what to make of that, quite honestly. If you look at the roster up and down, it's not terribly impressive on the level of the Dodgers or the Yankees or whatever you want to say, but the Giants just keep on winning, and uh, this will be a nice test for the Braves over the weekend. On Friday... It's Max Freed scheduled to take the ball for the Braves. Freed has been incredible recently. Uh, 27 innings in his last four starts, two earned runs. So that's a sub-1 ERA in the month of August. 23 strikeouts, only two walks, and opponents are hitting uh, an OPS, by the way. Not an average or average percentage, an OPS of 4.55 against Freed in the month of August. So he's been dialed in. Uh, nothing is assured at this moment in time because of the fact the Braves did not play in the last two days and the Giants were also playing. A lot of the pitching probables are still TBD, they're just more projections, but Freed is the only thing that I think we're very confident in. He's going to be pitching for the Braves on Friday, barring something crazy happening On the other side, though, uh, old friend Kevin Gossman is projected to start for the Giants. This is, again, not a given, uh, and this this time there's a reason for that. He reportedly had some side effects to the vaccine and is actually on the COVID IL, but he's still listed as a probable starter. And uh, seemingly he could he could come off on Friday and maybe even pitch on that so keep that in mind this is definitely up for up for debate up for uh, uncertainty at this point in time but Gosman is the listed probable starter in a couple different places and honestly I know he was a controversial figure with the Braves but he's been awesome this year for the Giants a 2.47 ERA for Kevin Gosman in 25 starts. This season. So he's like a top five or six Cy Young candidate in the National League. Which is, I know, a little bit wild if you watched him pitch before this. But he's always been a talented guy. And he's definitely been dialed in for the Giants this year. Uh, Almost 11 strikeouts per nine innings. Almost, uh, I would say, less than three walks per nine innings. And the peripherals are all quite good. They're not quite as good as the two and a half ERA that he has. But still a guy who is more than capable of pitching well for the Giants on Friday. Looking ahead a little bit more to the rest of the series before we get out of here. uh, Saturday... Is supposed to be Drew Smiley, at least in the rotation order for the Braves. Mark Bowman, front of the podcast on MLB.com, indicated in a mailbag today on Thursday that Smiley will stay in the rotation when he was asked about that. Um, so I'm projecting that, you know, through that lens of what Mark was reporting, that it would be Smiley on Saturday. Also, he indicated the Braves go to a, temp- a temporary six-man rotation, beginning because of Ian Anderson coming off the IL, which we'll talk about in a second, and they could go back to five later on. But... It looks like Smiley will pitch on Saturday. Keep an eye on that, though. It could change. And then Sunday, as reported, not definitively, but more of an expectation, is that Anderson is supposed to come off the IL and pitch on Sunday. DOB went as far as to say that he was expected to start. Um, both Mark Bowman and Gabe Burns have sort of referred to that as a possibility. So for now, as I record this on Thursday evening into Friday morning, I would project that we'll see Ian Anderson on set on Sunday. Could change. Could be, could be Monday or Tuesday, but keep an eye on that. Uh, His last start in the majors was not um, recently. It was actually on July 11th before he was sidelined with some shoulder inflammation. His ERA, though, um, before his final start was 3.27 in the majors this year, which is obviously awesome. He had a, a pretty bad start in his final MLB outing before he went on the IL, potentially because he was favoring it a little bit. But his ERA, even with that bad start, is 3.56 for the season, and 18 starts. So he's been very good as often, and uh, obviously a talented guy who's shown his upside quite a bit at this point in time. He looked good in the minors at the end of his stint as well. He threw four times in the minor leagues. He struck out nine and five innings in his fourth and final rehab start earlier this week. And the final two rehab starts, he, had, he actually threw nine and a third innings with 15 strikeouts. Only one run, seven hits. So Anderson look, looking the part of what he always would, would be looking like. So circle that. Obviously, it goes beyond his first start back. But I am of the mind where, you know, if healthy, my top three for the Braves rotation is definitely Charlie Morton, Max Fried, and Ian Anderson in some order. Um... But you have to prove, if you're in Anderson, that you're healthy and back and rolling. Obviously, they have other guys as well with Smiley and Inoa and Tuki, etc. But Anderson, uh, at least from what he's shown in the last couple of years, is a cut above that. So this is a big start for him as he comes off the I.L. And we'll see what happens in the, uh, in the next couple of days. So broadly speaking, this is a big series for the Braves. Obviously, it's not do or die when you have a five and a half game lead late in August. The, the Braves are in an awesome position right now. Make no mistake. But this is a challenge. They, they play the Giants. They play the Dodgers back-to-back series. That's uh, not going to be uh, you know a walk in the park necessarily. So after a favorable schedule last week and then two losses to the Yankees earlier this week, the schedule is tough. But if they go out and be competitive at home against the Giants, that'll be a very, very strong start. And again, the Giants are very good, so don't panic if they lose the game this weekend. But a nice measuring stick outing here for the Braves over the next three days. A evening game on Friday and Saturday. An afternoon game on Sunday. And then as a programming note, I'll be back with the Talking Job podcast. I believe it's going to be myself and Eric Cole on Sunday evening to wrap up the entire week, look ahead to next week and more big picture stuff as we often do on that show. But again, before we get out of here, I want to implore you to subscribe to the podcast. If you're not already doing that, uh, it would help us out greatly if you did via the platform of your choice. Download the show as many times you would like to to support the podcast, but leave five-star feedback, um, ratings, reviews, tell your friends, and thank you as always for listening to the pod. Enjoy Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a big series, high stakes and all of that stuff, and we'll see you at the end of the weekend.